1: For the thirty-second time, I'm not Joe Flacco. This is not Joe Flacco the podcast. I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. So supportive. Appreciate all the love. I wanted. I listen. I didn't want to keep talking about the rust thing. Hold on. Hold on, guys. I'm I'm getting a, a beeping in my ear. Just a second. We interrupt this prod. I take no pleasure in, in bringing you this news, folks. This isn't anything that I take any find any joy in. It's a sad situation, but it it seems to me that the Seattle Seahawks have another problem in their secondary. Quinton Dunbar along with DeAndre Baker, the Giants' rookie, 2019 rookie, apparently were robbing people at gunpoint at a party for their watches and cash. And this is a sad state of affairs, folks, because I just don't like to see these kinds of things happen to good people. Like 9 11 Truther Pete Carroll. How many packs of gum do you think old Petey went through after learning that just a few hours after the Seahawks.com website put up an article titled Seahawks, a Perfect Fit for Cornerback Quentin Dunbar? From John Boyle, Seahawks.com reporter. Dunbar would be implicated again in armed robbery over a matter of $70,000. Which to you and me is a huge sum of money. And if I were to have lost that or was cheated out of it, yeah. I nope, still wouldn't get a gun. Still wouldn't get a gun. But it's $70,000. Now let's just, to a millionaire, you guys know I like my numbers, to a millionaire, to somebody who's made $7 million in their career, $70,000 is like 1%. And that's if it's split between, that's if it's not split, if if Quentin Dunbar just had the full 70. DeAndre Baker was there too. So let's just say they lost 70 between the two of them. They've made $13 million. That's half a percent. If you've got $1,000 in your bank account right now, that'd be like losing 5 bucks, and picking up a gun to go get that $5 back. They even stole a fake watch valued at $600. What the fuck are you going to... I can't. I mean, I'm gonna continue because this is awesome and hilarious. This is an actual quote, and I just I put it on my story tonight, but I' want to read you the full quote. I, I chopped it up for the for the IG. I' read you the full quote. This is from Dunbar. When I first heard about a trade to Seattle, I was excited. I mean, what better fit? They're a winning culture. They've been winning for a while. Then as far as the fit, I feel like the defense is who I am. I'm their ideal corner as far as measurables and the type of mentality that I have. Growing up watching Sherman, and here's 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 the one, Brandon Browner. Those type of guys. That's who I tried to model my game after once I made the transition. So it felt like it was a perfect fit for me. Dunbar is obviously talking about Brandon Browner who is in jail right now for attempted murder he doesn't get paroled until 2024 so yeah i think you i think you took it a little too far there q i think you took that old modeling thing just a just a hair too far instead of looking at good old brandon as as an example of what not to do for a cornerback who's 62 and 202 pounds you went the full Brandon Browner so congratulations god if I I wish I could be with Pete Carroll tonight he's just chewing through gum I'd just be feeding him just like tossing him little packs of bubblish and be like how you feel Petey? how's it going? do you have any conspiracy theories about this one? did Bush do this one? Quinton Dunbar, 6'2", and 202 pounds. How many How many people do you think he needs a gun to actually rob? DeAndre Baker I get, 5'11", 180. You can confuse that guy for a lot of people. 6'2", 202, that's a big dude. Oh, and also, he's an NFL cornerback. DeAndre Baker's scouting report, one of the scouting reports I came across, has a quick trigger. Dropped potential takeaway opportunities. Yeah, I'll fucking say. But here's what they did right. And this is because DeAndre Baker seems like the ringleader here. Apparently he was the guy with the gun and he was the one barking orders. So apparently Quentin Dunbar is now taking orders from rookies. But, you know, leaders are leaders. These guys had three getaway cars. And you know what? I'm proud of them. Because they actually put in some fucking effort. I'll take you back to a week ago. If you were listening to my podcast a week ago, I said, how does Earl Thomas not have like a presidential motorcade where when he's trying to lose his wife, all three cars go three separate directions? These guys did that. Brilliant. That doesn't help that everybody that they were robbing already knew them. And there's probably cell phones and all sorts of shit at the party. This wasn't the fucking movie Heat. Or the town. These guys were hanging out with their friends and then stole their watches. And Florida is the bad place to do this. Because in Florida... The max sentence for this, for armed robbery, is life. Like we may never see Quentin Dunbar or DeAndre Baker again. What is it with fucking Florida? Can we, can we make every rookie watch the Aaron Hernandez documentary? Can we just start there? Can that just be rookie training camp from now on? Guys, don't don't shoot people. Don't carry guns try not to rob people. If you do just don't use a gun because minimum sentence in Florida is 10 years. there's your career you're done and again this is over five bucks to you and me it's five bucks. Maybe if you got 50 grand in your bank account it's 250 bucks it's all this is over this is if you've got 50 grand in your account this is less this is like somebody stealing a playstation for you and you go hmm yeah I better shoot somebody or be prepared to shoot somebody Jesus you know what actually sounds cooler than than robbing people of seventy thousand dollars because Part of this is, you're going to have to tell this story at some point. Otherwise, what's the point? These guys are obviously in it for the fucking thrill. They don't need the money. So this is a thrill thing. They're, 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 they're going to brag about this. You know what's cooler than bragging about robbing people for 70 grand? Just not giving a shit that you lost 70 grand. Who fucking cares? You're millionaires. Between the two of you, 13 million dollars that you've already earned. That's not even future earnings. Already earned. (sighs) I can't. I I really hope the Seahawks offseason tracker puts Quentin Dunbar both in the arrivals and the departures. That would make my day. Just that graphic. I might even do it myself. That'd be fucking awesome. But again, I take no joy in this. This is a sad day. Two young men, blah, 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 blah. But Pete, oh, Pete's angry about this one. And when Pete's angry, I'm happy. I'm a happy podcaster. Let's get back to the other, let's get back to the rest of the pod. Here's a brand new segment, Not Joe Reads His Replies, where I go through all of your comments to some of my posts and tell you just how wrong you are. Alright, so it's time for another episode of Not Joe Flacco Reads His Replies. Let's go through this, folks. So I posted, uh, I did the Russell Wilson podcast yesterday and a lot of Seahawks shit. I talked a lot about the MVPs. Obviously, Russ comes up in that when I was talking about MVP bets, I think, on Tuesday. And then the Thursday pod was, damn, Russell Wilson probably doesn't actually deserve an MVP vote. And then I posted, um, uh, not quite a meme, but You know, at least a a little stat comparison thing on that basically summed up the pod. And then I got 231 fucking comments from some really intelligent Seahawks fans with a bunch of, like, great grammar. I'm thrilled with this. So anyways, I figured I'd just tackle these in a... You know, I've, I've done this before. I figured I'd just tackle these. I've done this once before. I figured I'd just tackle these in a... Hey, let me let's kind of let's let's, let's let's sit down folks let's have an intervention this will probably come off a little more biased than yesterday's pod because i i really i like russ i do but you guys got so angry you made me think about it more and now i have to tell you some stuff that you might have forgotten about your boy so you know, let's have some fun. First off, Russ has had two chances to win the MVP. 2017 and 2019. In twenty seventeen, he was eight and four going into the last four games of the season and went one and three. One and three. And what's worse is that he didn't even really go down with a fight. against In weeks 15 and 16. So this, the second, the two, not the last game of the season, but the two prior to that. So games thir- uh, 14 and 15. There we go. In games 14 and 15. Played the Rams and the Cowboys. One at home, one on the road. The Seahawks combined for 131 net passing yards in those two games. Real solid MVP push. Again, when I'm telling you guys that this it's narrative, I'm, I'm telling on the MVP process. It's not perfect. It's 50 fucking human beings that are making their votes, and they're going to make them in December. And so if Russ wants an MVP, if he wants an MVP v- vote, he can't shit the bed to the tune of 131 net passing yards over two games in the middle of December. That's what sealed his fate right there. That was 2017. They were 8-4 and four going into week 14. And they finished the season nine and seven. And sure, Blair Walsh missed a kick, but the Cardinals weren't great, and Russ wasn't either. There's was only 195 net passing yards that that game. So don't put this, you know. Listen, don't put this on anybody else. I mean, it's like that. That is prime. Look at go back and look at Brady's December's. They're always fucking phenomenal. That is prime MVP time right there. You're pushing for 10, 11 wins? Because, listen, I learned some things about Russ today. I didn't realize that in 2017, he accounted for every single one of his team's touchdowns except for one. All of their offensive touchdowns, he either threw or ran himself except for one. That is fucking phenomenal. MVP worthy. If he didn't shit the bed in the last month. So don't put that on the fucking MVP voters. All right. And don't and I'll get I'll get to who the voters are in a second. But don't put that fucking shit on the MVP voters. Let's go to 2019. Oh, would you look at that? Goes into December. See, goes into the December 8th game. Against a terrible Rams team. The Seahawks closed the season at the terrible Rams. At the Panthers. Who were on a awful losing streak. I think they lost eight straight games. Home against the Cardinals. Home against the 49ers. And they came out of that one and three. Russ had some pretty decent games in there, but again, hard to win the MVP from a wildcard spot. So, two chances to win the MVP 2017, 2019, and I skipped 2018 because Mahomes wasn't, nobody was taking that from Mahomes. 2017 and 2019, and he goes one and three to close out both seasons. So, then we get to the concept of valuable. And everybody starts talking about, well, if you take this player away from their team, they wouldn't win any games. Fucking duh. Kyle Shanahan is 4-20 and 20 without Jimmy G. He's 19-5 and 5 with him. Do you see me pounding on the table for fucking... Jimmy getting MVP votes last year? No. I'm having to fucking drag, personally drag him out of the overrated pile. Just because your team would be shit without you does not mean you're the MVP. Just because you're the smartest person in your group project in English class doesn't mean you're the valedictorian. One does not ensure the other. Just because the team around you is shit doesn't make you that much more valuable. Because you don't know that. You don't know that swapping Russ out with somebody else would make them worse. You don't. Twenty years ago, people were like, "Oh shit, what are the Patriots gonna do without Drew Bledsoe?" It's not guaranteed that just because you like Russ, that swapping him out for a different quarterback or the backup quarterback doesn't even have to be. It doesn't even have to be like swapping Russ and Lamar. It could just be like, let's just plug in the backup. Crazier shits happened. All right, Russ was a rookie, came on the scene, crushed it. Twenty six touchdowns his rookie year. Who's to say another rookie couldn't come in and do something similar to what Russ is doing right now? You don't know this stuff. Like this is the 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 best part about sports is like. You can think about these hypotheticals, but don't actually try and fucking argue them. Just watch the games, tell me what you think, and go about your fucking day. Somebody asked me the other day, if Stafford and Big Ben had swapped spots, and Big Ben was in Detroit, and Stafford got to be with the stability of of the Steelers what would have happened? How the fuck do I know? Big Ben would probably be looked at worse. He had a rough start to his career. Stafford would be looked at better, but would he have two rings? Who the fuck knows? Why even fucking think about this shit? Then the other then the other part of this conversation is. It's just openly shitting on the other players that Russ has, acts that that he does have. Yes, he doesn't have a great offensive line. But it was good enough to get Chris Carson like 1,200 yards this season. Tyler Lockett had either 1,000 or close to 1,000 yards this season. He's real nice. DK Metcalf as a rookie had 900 yards. Don't act like there's not pieces there. And no, not every team gets, not every quarterback gets to have the same fucking talent around them. Which brings me to my last, or the same coaching. Oh, and we'll go back to 2017. Doug Baldwin, Jimmy Graham, both made the Pro Bowl in 2017. They weren't bums. Jimmy Graham is a bum now, Doug Baldwin's out of the league now. But those guys were Pro Bowl players back in 2017. And they were available on Pro Bowl weekend because... The Seahawks missed the playoffs. Another reason Russ isn't going to win an MVP. You don't win an MVP when you're home on in the first week of January. And this brings me to my problem, maybe my last point, is that the dragging of the coaches. Listen, if Russ really thinks that his coaches and are holding him back, He is the most important part of that franchise. And if, and he owes it to himself, he owes it to his teammates, and he owes it to anybody else, to demand they fire somebody. Be like, fire this guy or I'm gone. I guarantee, we don't hear about it much, but I guarantee you it happens. Big Ben and... What was that fuckface's name? Todd Haley. They didn't get along. Booted him out. This happens all the time. But Russ is too nice and he's got his image and and all this other stuff. And and that's fine. Those things are obviously important. But if he wants to run a, a modern offense, then he should be fucking in Pete Carroll's ear saying... You know, bro, I'm not showing up for training camp if fucking Schottenheimer's still here. He's the most important part of that franchise. But maybe you guys don't want to hear that Russ has some control over this. Get me some offensive linemen, or I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Trade me or get me some offensive linemen. They'd be and and listen, they'd be stupid to trade him. I he's amazing. Top five in the league without a doubt. But I just don't see the outrage over him not getting an MVP vote. He's got control over a lot of this stuff. It's not as bad as you guys say it is. So, anyways. That's Nacho Flacco reads his replies. I think I'm going to take some time. Unless, like, Pete Carroll chokes on some bubble and I probably can't do a podcast on Pete Carroll choking on some bubble What would I'm going to lay out the Seahawks for a little bit. I don't want to this isn't a 49er podcast. I'm going to lay out the Seahawks for a little
0: bit. Anyway, thanks for listening. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G.